Uh-huh. Welcome, Salomia. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, of course, let me tell you a little Thank bit about what me. it is that you got yourself into, and then we can get started if that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that well, sounds great. Uh, the podcast is called Upcoming Entrepreneurs, you know, and my vision, you know, when I originally started was to interview people that are on the grind right now. See, um, a, a lot of us watch Gary Vee, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, uh, Tom Bailey, the, the Giants, you know, and it's all great. You get a lot of good information, mm-hmm. but sometimes in a personal level, I can't relate to them because they're just up there, you know? So I started saying, like, I need to mm-hmm. talk to people in my level or, you know, close to it where I can say, hey, you know, if that person's doing it, I can do it, too. And as I was thinking, I was like, how many other people yep. out there need this as well? And thus, Upcoming Entrepreneurs was born. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's yeah, awesome. yeah. So, so the way I, I want to get started is, um, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about your story. You know, growing up and and where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I think this podcast is awesome. I think it's awesome to get um, voices out there and to get inspired by each each other and to motivate each other in the same level. So I think that's super Thank cool. You. But as far as my story, um, I was born in Russia. So um, I moved to America about 19 years ago. I have six brothers, um, parents who moved here. Uh, Father started his business. About three months into being here in America, not knowing, you know, being in a foreign land, not knowing the language, but my my father was really big on um, we came to give to the country, um, not take from it. And the country had already given us so much. So um, I watched him, you know, bring a family of six kids at the time um, over here to a country he didn't know, a language he didn't know, and just hustle and grind out. He started his business 19 years ago, still has it till today. My oldest brother started his business at 12 years old, still has it till today. Um, Of the six brothers that I have, four of them own businesses. One of them is a head of IT in a hospital, and the other one works for one of the businesses. So I'm just surrounded by entrepreneurship. I'm surrounded by um, men who hustle, who've taught me how to hustle. Um, I um, I dropped out of school, out of high school at about 16 years old. And it wasn't this like super dramatic, like I failed out. It was just kind of, I was looking around and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. School isn't benefiting me. I felt like I hit my peak as far as education. And I was learning from books and seminars and podcasts. I wasn't really learning anymore from being in that in that space. And I felt like these eight hours of my day, I could be used so much more somewhere else. So I just made the decision to pull myself out. It wasn't like this dramatic thing. Um, I just knew that I really didn't need it anymore. And it wasn't serving me and I, my time could be used somewhere else. And so I started working full time at 16. At the age of 18, um, I was uh, managing a mental health clinic at the age of 19. I was man- managing two mental health clinics um, with a, um, a doc, uh, staff of 11 doctors and 36 staff. Um, at the age of 20, I decided that's not what I wanted to do. So I walked away from what I thought was going to be the rest of my life and going to be my corporate job um, and got into sales. Um, first was car sales and fell in love with people. And I fell in love with working your butt off. And I you know, the harder you work, the more money you work. And I fell in love with that concept. And then, or at the age of 21, uh, my, my brother got into real estate development and I decided, Hey, you know, that sounds great. So I got into real estate and, um, there, um, I, at the age of 22, 
I took over a real estate development um, project. So I, I ran it. I didn't know anything about construction, but we were going to be building out 28 homes. And my brother, for whatever reason, <laughs> decided to trust me, um, who didn't know any construction, to um, build out. I got to design all 28 plans. I got to build out the entire. Um, you asked me how old I am, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I okay. might have missed it. Nope, I'm 24 years old. 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You've done so much and you're so young. That's because surrounded by really, really good people that taught me really, really well. So, so you know, like they always say, uh, the five people you hang around with, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the five people. It's like who you become. And you're a, a great example of that. You know, so definitely I agree with that. I, I believe that anybody who's listening that um, if you're not happy with where you're at right now, you know, you might have to think about looking at who you're hanging around with. Oh, yeah. And I think I think that that's such an powerful concept. You're never going to rise above your surroundings and the people that surround you. And I think some people, their biggest excuse is, well, I don't have, you know, I don't have good people to surround me. I'm not surrounded by good people. And the things that surround you don't always, if you don't have the people, then you got to surround yourself with books and podcasts and seminars. Yes. And you know what I mean? So it doesn't always, you can't use the, the excuse of, well, I don't have good people around me. You got to cut off the bad influence to begin with. And if it's just you and the books and podcasts and seminars for a while, you have to allow that to be it. But you have to, you have to embrace the concept that you're the, you, you are the sum of the five, the five things or the five people that you surround yourself with. So until you cut off the bad and enter in good, you're going to keep producing what you're surrounded by. And that is so true because that was my excuse uh, a while back too. I'm, I'm actually 30 years old, but oh, in, awesome. the beginning, in the beginning stages, um, it was the same way. You know, I was like, well, there's nobody here that, you know, can help me. You know, where mm-hmm. I'm just where I'm living, my, my, where I live and this and that and my family. And the thing is that until I stopped blaming the world, and started taking responsibility is when things change. I was like, I don't have a Tony Robbins here, but there is books. I can afford a $20 book. You know, yeah. so I went and started buying books. You know, I hated reading in high school, um, but this interests me. I wanted, I knew that if I could read a book, if, as long as it took, if it took me four months to read one book, I didn't care. You know, if I had to like sound it out in the beginning, so what? Yep. And little by little, I started getting better at reading. Because it interests me and um, yeah. watching YouTubes uh, of, of Tony Robbins and all the giants and and little by little, my, my mindset started shifting, you know, oh, yeah. um, and, and the people that I used to hang around with started making fun of me, which is OK. I, I, I understood that that came with it because they were like, oh, look at white collar or this and mm-hmm. that. And and it's like, you know, what? pay them no mind, because at the end of the day, you're doing it for you, the lifestyle you want. And if you want to be able to pay your bills, <laughs> yep. you know, because at the end of the day, they're not paying your bills. They won't pay your bills. Oh, yeah. And at the end, uh, you, you have to understand that when you start changing, you're, you're putting yourself out of the circle and it's uncomfortable because the people oh, yeah. around you are used to living in a sense of comfort. And when oh, you yeah. start changing, it starts making them reflect on their own life. And nobody likes to change. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. So you, it's easier for them to downgrade you and to get you to get back in line than it mm-hmm. is for them to say hey I'm going to change as well so I think one thing like I always hear when people are like well there's no one around me to be a good influence become the good influence you Ooh. know because usually usually friends that are like oh they start to make fun of you it's only a matter of time when you you show longevity when you show you've been doing it for a while and you're starting to produce that those same friends come back around and are like hey 
what books did you say you were reading? Hey, what seminars are you attending? Mm -hmm. Hey, what podcasts? So you become, you, you have to stick, stick it out through the storm where, you know, you're getting made fun of or people, you know, are hating on you because eventually you're going to be their resource and you're going to be their light if you stick it out long enough. And then the same time when you were saying, I don't got good friends, you're going to become that good friend. Yep. I like that. And uh, there's a, there's a saying, um, are you the thermometer or are you the thermostat? You know, at the oh, end of yep. the day, the thermometer, it, it changes based on its surrounding, its environment. Absolutely. And Absolutely. the thermostat changes the actual environment, you know, from mm -hmm. hot to cold. It chooses what it wants to give. So Absolutely. as I was listening, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I might have missed it. Um, but what is it you, you do now? So currently I manage um, a couple of different family businesses, um, a building company and um, a another company for family and sales. So with the building company, I, was, um, I did the did the project, the building projects as far as building homes, designing, hiring right. out subcontractors. And then in the other family business, I kind of just oversee operations. Okay, nice, mm -hmm. nice. And then you, you, you did say, you did mention um, that you're helping uh, individuals, right? Yeah. So like um, development. Um, yeah. So um, about six years ago, well, I play, a, uh, you know, church, my faith plays a big part in my life and my stability. And um, I got to step into a ro mentorship role um, with just young girls and being able to meet up with them and pour life into them and help them kind of just walk through life. And I've been doing that for the past six years. And it started within the church and then kind of just bled out everywhere. I'm, my biggest passion is honestly just people. Um, you know, people always ask me, what's my biggest skill set? And it's just loving people. I think if you're a good person that loves people, it just ends up paying off, honestly. So um, to me, uh, it, the mentorship started out in, in the church, but it kind of just bled into my everyday life where I'd meet girls and they'd be like, hey, can we meet up? Can I ask you for advice? And I ended up kind of creating a system of where I'm currently mentoring 25 girls, some here locally and some through like Skype and um, through social media throughout the nation and kind of just helping them walk through life and giving guidance where I can. I've picked up a lot of knowledge as far as, you know, my mentors, books and podcasts and seminars. So just giving what I can and just being a listening ear when they just need somebody to talk to. That's awesome. That's yeah. very awesome. Yeah, it's been um, for, for the, 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 the new people that are, that want to become, you know, maybe a speaker, maybe want to be able to change the world, maybe be, be able to do what you, what you do. Uh, what advice would you have to someone that, that, that is just starting, doesn't have any idea what to do? I think um, one of the most powerful things I heard is from one of one of the people I love most is Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's a speaker, author, um, entrepreneur. He's just a powerhouse. He said, it's never about the thing. It's about the thing that leads to the thing. So, so often people are like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where to get started. Just get started anywhere. It's okay. So for example, let's say you're working in, sales at Macy's, right? You're on the, you're, you're just working at Macy's and you want to be a public speaker. Well, the great thing is you're in the perfect platform. You may not see it, but you're in a place where you're meeting strangers every day. Guess is what, guess what? One of the biggest obstacles for a public speaker is fear. So you're in a place where you get to talk to strangers all the time and you can overcome the obstacle of fear and standing and talking in front of people. Yes, it might only be to one person, but that's still a, a skill that you can train in that floor. So that way, when you become, you get an opportunity to public speak, it's, hey, I've done this all the time. I speak in, in front of strangers all the time, except on a smaller scale. What people don't realize is they're always wanting to, well, 
I want to be a public speaker, so I have to get a, a job as a public speaker. They don't see how they can sharpen their skills in their every single day life. When you start to, when every opportunity that you come across, you have to see it as how can this add value to my skill set? How can this sharpen my skill set, my communication? Because people don't realize every awesome opportunity has the same skill set communication, love for people, hard work, integrity. If you sharpen those skill sets, in your every single day life, you become a well-rounded person. A well-rounded person, opportunity finds them. So I think the best place to start is honestly just working out the main, the fundamentals, being a hard worker. Nothing, that will never go out of style. That'll never, that never gets old. Um, holding your, up your integrity. You know what, learning about things, learning about so many different things. I, I, I gave one of these, uh, these examples in one of my YouTube videos. I said, so many people, um, they get so zoned in on one topic, right? I just, I only care about public speaking so I don't learn about anything else. Or I only care about like just a certain topic, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you're scrolling through Facebook one day and NASA posts this article and they have this new launch, right? You're scrolling, you're like, that has nothing to do with me. So you pass it by, right? Why would you read about NASA if it has nothing to do with you? Well, little do you know, you know, you stop, you read. This time you stop and you decide to read, right? And you, you retain 1% of information. Not very much. has nothing to do with you. But you're like, oh, cool. They launched whatever. So the next day, you're in a building. You get into an elevator. A guy gets in. He has a briefcase. He has a NASA pin, right? Had you never read that article, you would know nothing about NASA. But this time you stopped and you decided to read. So this guy gets in. You're like, oh, my God. Hey, I, I like your pin. I just read an article that you know NASA launched. And what you didn't know is this guy's biggest passion is NASA, right? And you've created this connection. So even though you you obtained just a tiny bit of information, that tiny bit of information created a common ground, right? So this person happens to be an investor and you have an idea. You guys create this friendship and all of a sudden you've created a bond. So people are walking around asking, where do I get started? But they don't take advantage of common resources. They don't take advantage that when they're in Starbucks, they don't network, they don't communicate. Every conversation sparks something. The thing that you might want to do, you might not even know about yet. But you don't have conversations that spark interest. You don't read articles. You don't educate yourself. You don't pick up new books. You don't go volunteer at the local soup kitchen. Or you don't attend the the local seminar. The whole point is to retain information. Get involved. Get to talking to people. Open up your circle. If you have the same friend that knows the same things and your circle looks identical to each other, Open up your circle. Open it up to different um, ethnicities, different cultures. You're, when you become a well-rounded person, you don't have to search for opportunity. You don't have to search for purpose. It finds you. Yep. And, and I love that story. I, I really love it. Um, it, it started, uh, I started thinking about something that I always talk about um, in my podcast, and it's luck. How most people say, oh, mm-hmm. man, that, that person was lucky. And with this story that you just said, you know, someone would say man how lucky was him to find that nasa and it's like no opportunity was there yeah every day there's always opportunities but the question is are you ready for it are you yeah, prepared exactly. you know exactly. and it's only going to present itself if you're ready if you're not ready it will not present itself why because it, it just goes one year and out the other it, it, it passes you by without you even noticing it exactly so, yeah no definitely, you, I, I love if it. you're not prepared opportunity it just looks like a coincidence yeah yeah yep for sure. Yep. Man, but I definitely wanted to go a little deeper into fear mm-hmm. because I think that that's one of the, the biggest emotions 
you know, of human nature. I, I, I believe that we all are afraid at some point, but I want you to talk about what's the difference between Gary V and Tony Robbins, even though, uh, you know, Will Smith, even though they are afraid, you know, they still have success. What is the difference between them and, you know, the, the regular person that wants to be there, but is afraid? So something I just learned about fear, it was just last year. I learned this powerful, um, powerful thing about fear is you only really have to encounter fear one time um, for you to realize it's, it's not really real. That fear is kind of just a liar. Um, because so often the, what stops us is fear saying, you're not going to make it. If you jump, you'll fall. If you jump, you'll get hurt. If you jump, you'll lose it all. You'll go broke. Right. And then I realized like, okay, so if you jump, you go broke. So what, you know, you've been broke before and you didn't die. Right. Yeah. We've all been broke. Right. And we didn't die. We've all lost. We didn't die. We've all failed. We didn't die. So then once, once you realize that fear always tells you it's going to kill you and it never does. And once you've done it one time and you call fear's bluff and you've encountered fear and you realize, oh, my God, you know what? It said it was going to kill me, but it didn't. So the next time it tells you it's going to kill you, it's almost like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. You get what I'm saying? Yep. It's, yep. it's what I've learned about fear in the process that if you, if it, if you tell me you're going to kill me and you don't, guess what's going to happen next time? I'm not going to believe you. Yep. So I always challenge people, jump anyways. You've been broke. You probably are still, you know, people are beginning to dream. They usually honestly are broke, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're not where you want to be anyways. So what if, so what if you lose? Get back up. So what if you fail? Get back up. You failed before. It didn't kill you. You've lost before. That's the thing is successful people know it's a numbers game. I can only fail so many times before I make it. I can only mm-hmm. fall so many times before I make it. And they become immune. Like, hey, as long as I know exactly who I am. And that's the thing. is, it, Failure is going to kill you if you don't know who you are. You can't succeed in the success mm-hmm. game if yes. you don't know who you are. Because when failure hits, I know it's not personal. I know I have to tweak my strategy. I know I have to work a little harder, wake up a little earlier. I, I know I have to get people involved. I, need, I know I need a little bit more knowledge. But I know it's not me. I know, I know I am as a person, I'm a solid person, but if you don't know who you are, when you're going into that success game, you're going to die. It's going to hit you and you're going to take a personal and it's going to be the end of the world and depression sits in and depression will kill you. But if you, if you, if you can learn not to take it personal and to take failure as like a bruise, it's just a bruise, right? A bruise Mm -hmm. comes, it'll heal back up and you're fine. But you have to dismantle failure and realize it's this little chihuahua with a microphone that's screaming. But really, at the end of the day, it's this little rat. As I'm hearing you, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> no, I'm super passionate about this. Yeah. I mean, 2018, was, 2018 was a year that I really, really discovered that fear. It tells you it's going to kill you, and it doesn't. And one, I think you, you really need to learn that lesson just one time really, really good. And yep. from then on, you're like, okay, come at me. Yep. You know? And I love that you said, you know, about Mm -hmm. self-awareness, you know, because I was, uh, I don't remember how long ago, but there was an interview with uh, Oprah Winfrey a while back. I'm pretty sure you've seen it where some guy was asking, I don't know who it is, some famous guy. He was asking her like, but what if the show doesn't work? What if you fail? And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, it doesn't matter. You know, like this show does not define me. You know, I am still me and I will try another one and I would do. So if, if we could get that mindset yeah. of, of, you know, if this doesn't work, so what? That is not, that does not define who I am as a person. I am a person exactly. that's going to succeed regardless. 
you know, yep. I'm a person that, and, and definitely self-awareness is, is key, you know, because for a while I was lost to, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be the coolest on this. I wanted to do that and this, but until you understand who you are as a person and, and who you want to be, everything else doesn't matter. And the right people will be attracted to you. You know, um, I have, I have a, a daughter, you know, and she's, uh, she's 11 now, but, um, she, I think she was like eight years old and I have this habit of every time I'm walking in the streets, anywhere I'm walking, I say hello to people, you know, mm-hmm. good morning. How you doing? Hey. Yeah. And, and, and I want to say maybe, um, I don't know, half the time the people don't say nothing back. Mm-hmm. And she, she got a little offended. She's, you know, she's like, why would you say hi to them? Like, they don't even say hi back. And, and I say, I don't do it for them. I do yes. it for me because this is the yeah. person I want to be, you know, like this is the person I want to be. And this is why I do this to everybody, regardless if they say it to me back or not. And then, you know, she told me, why are you so nice? Like, do you have to go to school for that or what? And I'm like, no, you, you if you want to be nice, you just got to choose to be nice. And you're nice. That's it. You don't have to go to school. So, you so at the end of the day you have to choose who you want to be and then yep. you start attracting the right people the oh, right yeah. people start coming in the right people want to you know collab with you the right people and that's the kind of people you want you don't want yep. fakers or you know or you don't want to be a faker to get a certain person if that person's not the same as you then then it's not going to work out <laughs> yeah. oh absolutely and the thing is it life's a lot easier if you decide exactly who you want to be and you expect that not everybody's going to be good back to you and yep. if you already just go i think one of the best lessons i learned is if you if people can just ingrain this in their mind that life is hard like i feel like sometimes just forget they people forget that life is hard like if you just realize that life is hard not everybody is good and you have that in your mind and you ingrain that in your mind, then when crap comes up or things get hard or somebody's rude or some, you just remind yourself, I am good because I am good, not because the world is good. I am good because I am good. And that life is going to get hard and people are going to not always be super kind to me. But my job is to produce for myself. My job is my happiness, my success. And I think coming back to what you were talking about success is, man, I think, I think one of the biggest things you can do for yourself is define what success means to you. Yes. Because man, if you are if you're defining success on money on a specific, you know, job, I just talked about this last night at an event I got to speak at. I think one of the most powerful things that we can do, or one of the most powerful quotes I heard is from I believe Jim Carrey. He said, I wish everybody would attain fame and money so they would recognize that that doesn't that's not it. That doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the biggest things is gosh, if we if we make our goal, our success goal of, you know, money and fame or influence, like what happens when you attain that and you realize that's not, that doesn't fill any void. You know what I mean? So I think that comes back to knowing exactly who you are and being good for you because gosh, if you can validate yourself, then the money, the wealth, the affluence, the, all of that will be such a good bonus, but it's not going to fill no void. It's not going to validate you. So I think with success, the greatest success you can have, is overcoming fear, validating yourself, knowing exactly who you are, and being good because you're a good person. Like, being good is never going to go out of style. It's going to be your biggest tool for success, that and hard work. Yep. Yep. Now, I know you were talking about belief earlier, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things. I, if I was an amazing uh, interviewer or whatever, I, I would, you know, not bounce around back and forth, but it's oh, just no. who I am. So no, no, no. I'm going to go back to it. Um, belief you know uh mm-hmm. there's for anybody who's listening whatever it is that you believe in you know i personally believe in god 
mm-hmm. um, universe, whatever. But when it comes to uh, self-awareness, you have to believe that, that you're here for a purpose. You know, yeah. I believe that God has given us each a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes um, you get sidetracked, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes God gives you difficult times because you're in the wrong path, you know, so he's not going to give you the, the, the purpose right off the bat. He wants you to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So, so some of us don't even get to that point, you know, yeah. but anyways, um, I want people to understand that, that believing in yourself, believing in that there's something bigger than, than you to be able to uh, uh, have that purpose. Cause if you don't have a purpose in life, then, then it's, it's, yeah, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I think that, man, I, I, you know, I try to, especially in the business world, it's hard to, Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear I went you. blank for a second. Um, but as far as purpose and, you know, believe to me, my, my faith is absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, like, I, I, I don't, I mean, I try not to, and I guess in the business world, it's a little bit harder because, you know, you want to credit everything to, to hard work and you want to credit everything to, um, you know, books and podcasts. And as, at some point I have to say, like, you know, people ask me like at 24, how the heck, you know, do you get in the rooms you get into? How the heck do you get in front of the people you get into and the opportunities? And at some point you have to say, yes, I've worked really, really hard. Yes, I've been full of education and this and that and, you know, making sure that I was a well-rounded person. But at some point you have to say, like, I'm not qualified to be where I'm at. Like, this is all freaking grace. This is all God. This is all the hand of God. This is all favor. And that's all because I choose to acknowledge there's a higher power at work than me. And, you know, I'm just simply a vessel living on this earth. And whatever God wants to do through me, he can. And, of course, I don't shove that onto people. I don't plaster it everywhere. But to me, I choose to acknowledge God and that by honoring him, my life shows that, you know. So to me, um, I think this world can tear at you. I don't know how people go through it without believing in something bigger than themselves. I think that just having that belief gives you strength, gives you hope, especially when you feel like you're losing hope in humanity, you know. It gives you something to believe in. Um, It gives you a purpose bigger than yourself. And I think, gosh, a purpose bigger than yourself is absolutely necessary for you to live your best life and for you to feel like you're doing something that's giving back. Um, because I think greed and, um, greed and just a small minded thinking can really, really, really destroy your life and from the inside out. And I think at the end of the day, what's inside is your truest success because it's going to manifest on the outside. So, um, to me, faith has been my driving force, my greatest protector, my greatest motivator, my greatest love, my greatest joy. And I think that's honestly what leads to my outer success because I only have one person to impress. I only have one person that needs, I need validation from. Yep. And I only need one person to give me strength. So to me, as long as I have that, um, anything can come my way, you know, anything can come hit me and I'm good. You know, so I think, you know, of course, um, I never shove that down people's throats, but I think by the way I live my life, people have to ask, you know, what is it about you? What's different? You know, at 24, that's not normal. So I think that opens up an avenue to say, hey, you're right. There's something at work bigger than me and it's God. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you live your life in a sense where people ask what's different, then you don't have to plaster God everywhere. Yep. Yep. And sometimes uh, people are like, well, you know, this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, where's God at? You know, and Mm -hmm. and I want to emphasize what I said earlier, that sometimes he puts you through difficult times Mm -hmm. because 
of the path you're going through, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and the reason why I emphasize that and why I believe it so strongly is because I've seen it happen in my life several times. Yeah. You know, I'm happily married seven years. Oh, congratulations. Um, That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. But it's been tough, you know, in the beginning years, it was hard and we would argue and a lot of things would, you know, and uh, finances weren't good and, and businesses weren't good and everything was failing. And until like, I, and I, and God was telling me, dude, like you're uncomfortable because something's wrong. You gotta, you know, shut the noise and, and figure it out. Well, anyways, I didn't want to shut the noise. I kept, you know, arguing back long story short, we split up for like eight months. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, you know, I was it was tough. But those eight months made me realize who I was and what was I doing, you know, how, how much of a jerk. Now, keep in mind, I never I was never unfaithful. I was never, you know, uh, I, I never did nothing bad. It's just, you know, there was no communication. I was thinking things. She was thinking things. And we were just going back and forth. Long yeah. story short, um, once we split up, we both realized that we were the, the uh, individual we wanted to be with. You know, I wanted yeah. to be with her. She wanted to be with me. We talked it over. We communicated. And we realized the, the, the gaps in our relationship. Yeah. Now we're back together and we're stronger than ever. That's awesome. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. And this had to happen. This situation had to happen because if not, I don't know where we would be. If we would have stayed together, still fighting and resenting each other, it would have been terrible. But th- this Un- uncomfortable situation had to happen for us to realize, you know, what was going on and how we can fix it. So sometimes when you guys are in, in, in bad situations, uh, you know, why God, why is it happening to me? It's for you to learn. Yeah. It's for you to evaluate what's going on and, and try to fix it, you know? Yeah, and absolutely. Um, sometimes it doesn't make sense. You know, like, like um, Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots going backwards. Yeah. So once you get to this success, you have to connect the box saying, oh, this did have to happen for me to get here. And for me to get here, I came here. And it all, it's all makes sense now. You know, it all makes sense now. But at the time, it didn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that's that's such a powerful thing. Um, I think at the end of the day, if we're looking to be masterpieces, which I would hope that that's your, you know, everybody's goal is to be live their best life and achieve their goals and go forward. That road is never straight shot. That nut road mm-hmm. is never, it's, it's full of trials and tribulations. But I think that that very thing is what sharpens us and gives us the character, gives us the strength, gives us the grit, um, gives us the calluses to be able to withstand storms and withstand, yep. uh, withstands things that hit us, you know, cause if strength isn't just found, you know, strength is found through resistance, you know, yep. so if you're not building that resistance, if you're not building that strength, then what good is success if the first wind blows and it comes crumbling down? Yep. You know, you have to create a foundation for it. And foundation takes work and it takes overcoming things and it takes building character and characters built through difficult times. So, you know, if you haven't gone through absolutely difficult times, I'm going to be honest with you, I would, I'd be worried. Like I would wait till you hit a couple road bumps before you build and get this empire. Yep. You're not going to be able to withstand it. You know, only, only the strong survive. You hear that all the time. And strength is not built through easy times. It's built through difficult times. So yep. I think that's amazing that, you know, you're, even just your marriage and your family is able to be a testament of, hey, you know, I think it's so easy. You know, we see this all the time, like relationship goals, relationship goals, relationship goals. And some of the, you know, some of the marriages that I look at that I'm like relationship goals. 
and I hear their story, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I actually want that good of a marriage because <laughs> it looks like you got to go through hell and back to get that, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so so the same thing with, you know, you know, job goals and all of that. People don't understand yep. that the things that we wish for, those people did not, you know, Instagram and social media has a way of making it look perfect and yep. amazing and just beautiful and filtered. And, you know, sometimes you know, even on my social media, I talk about like, that's why I'm so open about like, you know, like I just recently went through a horrible breakup. I you just went through this. I'm, you know, going through a really mm. rough week because I want people to know that even though I look all this inspirational and motivational and all this stuff, life is freaking hard. And yep. the only way you get to this place is going through those really, really bad. I yep. don't know if I'm going to make it moments where we're on the brink of, you know, divorce or on the brink of bankruptcy or I'm on the brink of depression or I'm on the brink yep. of this, you know. Facing those demons and coming out on the other side with that beautiful story, that, you know, the beautiful marriage, the beautiful family, the beautiful career and saying, well, you know, first I had to go through all of this. Yep. 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 Yeah. So I think that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I, I want to make sure that uh, my listeners can can find you. Yeah. Uh, where are you most engaged? Where can they see your stuff? Yeah, so um, I'm most engaged. Um, I try to be engaged on all the platforms, um, but I'm most engaged probably on Instagram. Um, and then, you know, my Facebook, um, my Facebook is there. YouTube, I'm most open on. My YouTube channel, I upload once a week. Um, and then I do have Twitter, but I'm not as engaged on Twitter. So probably Instagram. Um, I am going to be taking a month off here in March from all social media except YouTube. So if they want to stay connected throughout that time, YouTube would be the best place. Got it. What's your um, um, handle? name on them? So handle. across all the boards, my handle is Solomia Parhatuk, which I know isn't the easiest, but first name is S-O-L-O-M-I-Y-A. Last name is P-A-R-K-H-O-T-Y-U-K. Gotta love being awesome. an immigrant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez, you know. Yep. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Well, I have one final question. After yep. that, um, I'll leave it to you if you want to leave a, a quick message for my listeners. But mm-hmm. my final question is, in your own words, and I think this one should be good one because uh, I don't want to put the, high, the, the the bar high, but because you come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your own words, what is entrepreneurship? Gosh, entrepreneurship. Um, in my own words, I would just say entrepreneurship is creating the life you want and on your terms. Yes. Um, that would probably be it for me. Um, creating I think we have one life to live and it's so easy to get wrapped up in what, you know, family wants us to do, friends, what we're supposed to do, what culture tells us to do. I think entrepreneurship is stepping out of the box and saying, I'm going to create my life on my terms, no matter what the cost is, no matter what the load is, um, no matter what um, the backlash is. So I think, I think entrepreneurship is just creating, you know, I think creating that life that you can be proud of, that you can take ownership and responsibility for. Um, so yeah, that, that to me awesome. is, you know, in the simplest way. I love it. I love it. Well, that's it for me. Do you have anything you want to leave my listeners, something that you see common in, in, in your field? Um, yeah, first of all, I want to say thank you for, you know, for having me. And I think that uh, I, I think if I could leave anyone with anything, it's on this whole, this whole topic is conversation is power. Conversation is key. Start having more conversation with more people. I think that's a big, big point that our nation is missing right now across all boards is that we don't, we don't converse to listen. We converse to talk. So I think 
to start having conversation and really listening, you are going to open so many doors, find so many opportunities, create connections, create relationships. If we just put aside our egos, put aside the things that we're absolutely certain about, the things we absolutely know that we might not actually know nothing about, and just start opening the doors and listening and talking and having conversations with people that are going to enlarge our knowledge base, enlarge our moral compass, and really just push us forward. So I think conversation, wow. that's probably the biggest thing. I, I would encourage people that's changed my life and really pushed me forward in every aspect of my life. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. beautiful. 